Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for June 13th, 2011, and now the news. Well, here we go again. California is dredging up yet another proposal forcing car companies to sell thousands of electric vehicles or zero-emission cars. According to the Wall Street Journal, the proposal requires that 5.5% of all new car sales by 2018 would have to be zero-emission. Well, that would translate into about 81,000 vehicles. And that number would rise to 14% by 2025, translating into 227,000 electric or fuel cell cars that would have to be sold every year. The rule applies to automakers that sell 20,000 vehicles or more a year in the state. But the car companies say there just is not enough demand and that the infrastructure to support them isn't there yet. Here's my AutoLine Insight. This is the third time that California has tried to force the issue on EVs. The prior efforts failed because while you can force automakers to build electric cars, you cannot force consumers to buy them. And not enough people bought them. Speaking of troubles with electric cars, Nissan is running into problems delivering the LEAF to customers. And the problem started well before the earthquake in Japan. Some people have been mistakenly dropped from the waiting list after plunking down $99 to reserve an order. Bloomberg reports there have been technical glitches and communication problems that caused the delays, now compounded by the devastation of the earthquake. And the delays could take a toll. Some customers worry that California's $5,000 rebate program for EVs may run out of money next month. That rebate program may be extended, but cut in half. Nissan expected to sell 20,000 Leafs this year in the U.S. market. Now it's cutting that number in half. China is also running into problems with EVs. China AutoWeb reports that the city of Hangzhou pulled 30 Zote M300 taxi cabs from the streets after one caught fire a couple of months ago. Investigators found leaky battery cells, damaged insulation between battery cells, and short circuits, one of which ignited the car's back seats. The battery maker was not blamed for the incident because the EV was not properly converted for taxicab use. The remaining taxicabs in the fleet have been modified and are using redesigned battery packs. Now that Ford's going to sell the C-Max in the U.S. market only as a hybrid, it will likely drop one of its other hybrid models. Ward reports that Ford will drop either the Fusion Hybrid or the Escape Hybrid. I'd say it's more likely going to be the Escape since it has a similar footprint to the C-Max and Ford's going to want to direct as many hybrid buyers as possible into the C-Max. Saab has sold yet another part of the company to yet another Chinese automaker. It just agreed to sell 30% of the company to the Zhejiang Youngman Lotus Automobile Company. Last month, it sold 24% to automobile distributor Pengda. If approved by Chinese authorities, Youngman would also be able to build Saabs in China. BAIC, another Chinese company, 
already has the rights to build the previous 9.3 and 9.5 models. In high-tech news, a team of researchers from several universities in Germany are working on a touchscreen-enabled steering wheel. According to Fizorg.com, they've created a prototype model that allows drivers to adjust audio volume or change the navigation map without taking their eyes off the road. Popular touchscreen gestures like pinch to zoom and handwriting recognition are baked into the system. If you're concerned about safety, don't worry, it has not been fitted to a vehicle. So far, all the testing has been done on a simulator, but the researchers claim the prototype greatly reduces the amount of time drivers have to take their eyes off the road. Well, this next one's for all of you history buffs out there. We found it on Hemmings.com via Autoblog. An awesome pre-war automotive relic is going up for auction next month. During the 1940s, GM built a tiny number of cars with clear plastic bodies to showcase their internal parts. One of these see-through specials, a four-door Pontiac, is crossing the RM auction block at St. John's in Plymouth, Michigan. This ghostly car was built for the 1939-1940 New York World's Fair. With a flathead six under the hood and original all-white tires, it's estimated to bring in anywhere from $275,000 to $475,000. Amazingly, this car is a runner, but only has 86 miles on the odometer. It's understandable why it has not been driven very much over the past 70 years. Hopefully, the seller is being transparent and that the car has a clear title. Coming up next, we'll see what Hyundai's doing in the fuel economy war that's going on right now. I got this one, old man. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. There's a war going on right now, and it's being fought on a global front. Automakers are at each other's throats battling for sales, profits, and share, both market and of mind. What's really amazing is how far Hyundai has come in the last five years. Its showroom success is due in no small part to fuel efficiency, and some of its newest cars deliver eye-popping economy. We've now launched our fourth model that achieves 40 mpg highway, so we call it 4x40. Uh, the Accent uh, has 30 mpg city, 40 mpg highway. It's the first gasoline direct injection engine in the subcompact class. It's the highest horsepower in the class at 138 horsepower and 123 foot-pounds of torque. It has the best power to weight ratio in the class. Uh, our other three 40 mpg highway models are first the uh, Sonata Hybrid, uh, next the Elantra, and then the Veloster, all with a highway mpg above 40. So uh, we're very proud of that. When it comes to fuel economy, with today's technology, it seems like the sky's the limit. Automakers keep one-upping each other with every vehicle redesign. From a, a planning perspective, there's always more technology. The question is, can customers afford it? And will customers value it to the extent that it's, it has more value than the cost of the technology? So, based on what we know today, we've done We've applied the technologies like gasoline direct injection, which right up to a couple of years ago was really reserved just for luxury vehicles. Uh, we've applied that in an entry class vehicle because now we believe that the costs for that technology are exceeded by the value the customer gets, which is MPG and better power, better emissions. So uh, that's the real choice. So, 
certainly there'll be new technologies coming in the future that'll allow us to go even further. Of course, he doesn't say what these technologies are, but with direct fuel injection in place, turbocharging and downsizing seem like logical next steps. And who knows, Hyundai may even be bringing a diesel to the States. Wouldn't surprise me given how aggressive it's been in battling the competition. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.